So prize fighter, super featherweights, the best ever prize fighter, you bet it was. We'll be kicking off the fifth prize fighter podcast with me, Steve Buds, by picking up some highlights from the night and hearing from those involved. The winner, Gary Buckland, promoter Barry Hearn, and ringside commentary team Adam Smith, Big Glenn McCrory, and little Spencer Oliver. We spoke to Smith before the action starts to see his vision for the sport after becoming the top man, the top banana, the big daddy of boxing at Sky Sports. And we'll also catch up with Eddie Hearn to talk prize fights and, of course, whisper it, Aubrey Harrison. And I'll be reviewing 2010 and looking into my crystal ball. I said crystal ball and looking forward to 2011. Field. He has got the ability, and what he's got to do is, is concentrate on his offense. Let the punches go. Make it so Butler's got to worry about what's coming in at him. Just while there, Gary Buckland getting overexcited, maybe. Got to watch those uppercuts from Matthews, who's still finding the punches to hit the target. It's remarkable this from Derry Matthews, whatever happens, the resilience that he's shown to come back. Not just tonight, but from his career, which looked in complete turmoil. It really did, proving he's a real fighter, Derry Matthews, but he's got this strong youngster, Gary Buckland, in front of him. Who's come down from lightweight, as Jim was saying earlier. Matthews still with the skills, but down he goes again, and he's crippled in pain, Derry Matthews, body shot, could be all over, his brave challenge is going to come to an end, Gary Buckland, last out of the hat for Price Fighter, first past the post, and he's crowned the super featherweight king of the Price Fighters, what a night for the Welshman, Gary Buckland, Derry Matthews still trying to recover, the wind taken out of him, he so wanted to get up. But you've got to take your hat off to this man. The Welsh boy has come good in what Glenn has to be said is the best prize fighter we've had yet. Well, Gary, prize fighter champion, two knockouts along the way. How are you feeling? I'm feeling on top of the world. You know, it was great to me. I'd done a good 10 weeks training. I know it was going to be an hard uh, competition. But I just come in, I know I was going to, well, practically win it, and I'd done it. You always feel you'd be stronger than Derry Matthews? Yeah, you know, I, after boxing a lightweight and boxing John Murray there, he was really strong and overcome down to super featherweight, I felt a lot stronger than him. You're down at super featherweight now, so presumably you want a rematch for the British title with Gary Sykes. Yeah, well, that's a, this is a great title now I just won. So uh, I'm saying the super feather. So if Gary wants to get it on, you know, we'll get it on. How are you going to spend the money? Uh, I don't know, yeah, most probably put it in the bank. <laughs> Motor Barry Hearn, you must be very happy with the way this tournament went this evening. I think after last Saturday, we really needed a night of British boxing at its best. And tonight, we saw eight fighters at their best. A very, very worthy winner. All credit to the British champion for participating because that's the type of endeavour we need. But prize fighter really puts the spirit back into British boxing. Tonight was a fabulous night. Of course, anything can happen in prize fighter. We saw that this evening. Well, once again, you know, out of the seven fights, I managed not to tip one winner. You know, they all surprised me, but these guys are heroes. You know, they go out there, they give everything, 100% for three minutes. 
you know, you just can't fault their courage. As I say, the, the champion tonight, who's only had six knockouts, by the way, so far in his professional career, looks as if he was going to knock everybody out completely. This boy's going to go a long way, but I thought all the fighters deserve a massive vote of confidence and a, a real tick in the box for British boxing. It's a shot in the arm we needed. Gary, just try and tell us what it means to you. Oh, it means the world. It's the, you know, it's the best thing that's ever happened to me so far. You know, I had the European title defence um, challenge, uh, failed that, but now I'm down to super feather. All, all the going's good. Well done tonight. just about getting our breath and our voices back after a dramatic and thrilling prize fight. Another 15 in the series. Glenn, we hoped it would be good in reality. It was outstanding. It was outstanding and, and probably by far the, the best. They've all been they've all been good. They've all given us something. This one give us everything. We got we got everything and we got it all over again. And some some shock, some good boxing. You know, it really, really good. That's it, Spencer. The inaugural one was good with Martin Rogan, the middleweights to the super bantamweights, but the super featherweights, every single fight had something. Yeah, well, you look at the lineup, Adam, and we always knew it was going to be a little bit special. We had a reigning British champion in there, you know, which has never been done before, and, and every fight was a classic, wasn't it? I mean, even the final, you know, Gary Buckland and, and Derry Matthews, we never expected that final to come with anyway, and it turned out to be every bit as good as every other one. I just love the draw, the fact that the, the styles all meshed fight by fight. You, you know, I mean, it was all done out the hat, but they couldn't have picked the, the heavyweights. They did one thing right. They picked some good fights, didn't they? So they got that right, and it was a little bit of redemption for boxing, wasn't it? The boys all went in there. They all went in there to win. They all fought so well with so much courage, and, you know, shame to be a, a winner, but but he did fantastic, Gary Buckland. That's it, determination, courage, heart. It was, as Barry Hearn said afterwards, a shot in the arm for British boxing after what's been a tough week for us. It certainly, it certainly was, wasn't it? And Gary Buckland, you know, I think he's much suited, uh, much better suited at the super featherweight. Um, you know, he was in against a big lightweight and showed tremendous courage against John Murray, but proved his worth at super featherweight. And I think he's going to be a real force to reckon with. Yeah, Buckland was brilliant. What about Gary Sykes, though, the British champion? I mean, ever so brave of him to put his record on the line, come in with the unbeaten record and gets knocked out in 45 seconds in the semi-final. You know, I mean, you've got to, you've got to say well done to Gary Sakes in a way for, for putting it on the line. It was a big gamble. He obviously thought, you know, he was a maybe British champion. He was going to be a class above. But, you know, this is the thing for, for professional boxing. Prize fighter is something very, very different. And, you know, over three rounds, everybody thinks they've got a chance. And all they need is somebody with a, with a big punch who's going to go out there and careers can be ended and titles can be, you know, made to look silly. And Gary, you know, Gary Butland did tremendously well. Absolutely. And British boxing finally, Spencer, the winner tonight. We're back rolling, aren't we? Yeah, we certainly are, aren't we? And um, I think that, you know, Gary Buckland can now look forward to maybe a British title fight with Gary Sykes again. Wouldn't that be interesting? It would be. Eight prize fighters came to fight, and boy, did they entertain everybody. Adam Smith and the boys there calling prize fighter a shot in the arm and exactly what British boxing needed. Eddie Hearn joins me now. Ed, um, we talk about prize fighter being this and being that and every time we seem to get together it's been a fantastic prize fighter. But shoot, was that the best? I think so, yeah. We, we always debate what weight's going to be best, the heavier weights, the lighter weights. For me, the lighter weights provide better entertainment super bantams absolutely and there seems to be more strength in depth in the uh, the domestic ratings but 
the, the, the sort of wider audience seemed to prefer the bigger weights, and that's reflected in the viewing figures and the gate receipts. But this was another sellout. So I think that really people have got to understand that we don't want to go through all the weights, but certainly the, the smaller weights, and I think as well because of what people get paid in you know, the differences between certain weights, obviously the smaller weights get paid less. So it seems to be a bigger night for them. And with the division being so cluttered like it was, one man was going to emerge as a real title contender. And also what we had here, you had guys coming up a weight, guys coming down a weight. So you had of the eight boxers, at least six of them were sort of top five or six fighters from a few divisions. And you're absolutely right, you've hit the nail on the head there when you talk about the money. These guys, 32 grand's a lot of money down at Super Featherweight, isn't it? And so you, you tend to get quality fighters and they also seem to is it me or did they just seem to push it a little bit more? I think so. I mean, like you say, 32 grand is probably more than most fighters will get fighting for a European title at that, 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 that level. Wait, absolutely. Wait. So it's, it's everyone's FA Cup final. So when you've got that situation, everyone's going to be trying their, their utmost and putting everything on the line. Of course, beyond that now, Gary Buckland has to be looking for a, certainly a fight with Gary Sykes. Yep. But even beyond that, he can bypass that and go and fight for the European title. The people he's beaten now in the tournament will give him the right to do that. And that's the great thing about prize fighter. And I think more fighters need to take that chance. People that haven't got, I mean, Gary Sykes fought as a British champion. People say that's a big risk. And unbeaten. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he'll, he'll brush himself down and say, well, it was prize fighter. I've still got my belt, so forth. But, you know, he's going to have to go into a fight with those question marks now. But it disappoints me a little bit that other fighters, specifically in the, in the heavyweight division. You know, I spoke to Richard Towers at the... Um, at the Chef, Hager, yeah. And I said, you've got to fight in these things, you know, because you're just, you're, you're in a log jam. Yeah. It's going to take you two or three years to get a title shot. Whereas you go in there and you win this, all of a sudden you're, you're, you're knocking on the door. And you're fighting fat Latvians that are never going to exactly. touch you. So exactly. David Price, Richard Towers. Well, David Price. What are you learning David, for the next two years? David Price is a classic example. You know, Frank Maloney came out and said, oh, he'll fight Audley Harrison now. Well, if he would have taken part in prize fighter, he may well have won it. His next fight would have been for the European title, the British Commonwealth. So, but instead, you've got a process of two or three years trying to chip away. And actually, during that period, if something doesn't work out, they'll probably end up fighting in prize fight a year on. Yeah, so, so why wait the year? Exactly. And also, what, what we've seen with prize fighter is not just that fighters go on from prize fighter, is that a loss in prize fighter is not terminal. Let's okay. get that straight, okay. absolutely. You've always got the excuse, it's only prize fighter, it's three rounds, it's this, it's that. So you've always got that excuse. As long as, I, I don't think that a loss at prize fighter is going to deter your career in any, you know, if, if you're a, a guy coming up. I mean, for instance, the, um, the light heavyweights, which we're going to announce coming up on January the 29th. Someone like Tony Jeffries. I think this is a great opportunity for Tony Jeffries to come in, fight, and then bypass so many other people to a shot at the title. You know, he was a great amateur. It's a great format for him. If he loses, it's only prize fighter. It's only a three-round fight. And also, he's just at that point, Jeffries. He had that draw. He's just treading the water a little bit. You know, it, and he's got loyal fans. Don't mm. get me wrong, Ed. But you're absolutely right. This could catapult him. And there'll be Shots excuses of knowing this is only three rounds. Yeah. It's not. It's not a six-round fight. Let me let me just let me just let me just take you back to Price Fighter Night. You're at ringside. You're seeing Gary Sykes go up one side of the jaw. You're seeing Choi go up the other side of the jaw. Choi's finally in it. He's been driving you mad for ages. You're seeing them come together, and neither of them meet. They don't even make the final. What, what odds on that? What odds on that? I've never ever picked one winner of Price Fighter. You know. <laughs> 
and, and, and I think that even even certain things that you, I mean, I never thought that uh, Murphy would push Choi so close. Yeah, it was close. You know, I never thought that Bell would push Buckland so close. <laughs> that wasn't even was neck. His most difficult fight. You know, I always fancied. Um, Actually, fancy MacArthur to beat Derry Matthews. I was so. Well, that. that was a one horse race. You know, I, I actually a couple <laughs> of people texted me before and said, "What do you think tonight? I'm on over bet." And I said, "Just as a little bit of outside value, Gary MacArthur. Yeah. <laughs> he got smashed everywhere. You yeah, know, yeah, right. I think he might have had a few problems with the weight as well. But yeah, he looked at his body. Yeah, dry. but you know, and then the uh, the, the Lawton fight against uh, Gary Sykes. Gary Sykes smashed him everywhere. But and after that, everyone was saying. This guy Fantastic. cannot be beaten. Can't, Buckland can't wasn't be. impressive against Bell. No, no, Bell no. did a great job. Just like that. Yeah. And uh, he just come out and he smashed him, didn't he? And then the final, he just... He, I think he, when a fighter gets to that stage, he come into the ring, you could see him. The sky had to hold him back on the walk-on. And he just had that look of, I will not Chum. be denied. I will Chum. not be denied. I will walk through a wall right now. And Derry Matthews, after that... Uh, war with Choi. Yeah, it's very difficult for him to come. And, out. and you know, you talk about someone's FA Cup final. That was Derry's oh, World yeah. Cup yeah. final. Yeah, I was so pleased for him because yeah, he had lots to prove that night. And he's, you know, he's he's an ambassador for the game. A lot of people like him. He said he wanted to come back and you know he beat Choi. And he's, you know, who knows what the future holds for Derry Matthews. But now that he's put in that great performance, he's again, even as a loser in prize fighter, he's capable of fighting for the British title yeah. or whatever. And his confidence came back with that, and that, that fight will go down in a top, in a top five of prize fighters. A lot of people are calling for Troy Derry 3. Oh, and why have I not? I've seen those. Over, over, maybe over five rounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, listen, before I let you go, let's, uh, let's cast our mind back to Manchester. Um, Audley Harrison, uh, we spoke a lot about this before the fight. Um, what went wrong? What did you see going wrong on the night? It's, it's really difficult and it's, it's difficult for me to comment because I was a lot closer than a lot of people were. So well, next to him in the ring. Yeah, and it's... Audley Harrison always said coming into this fight there'd be no excuses. So there are no excuses. And he knows that and he's, he's quite willingly hold his hands up and say there are no excuses. I was in the changing room with him. I was in the ring with him before the fight. We all felt absolutely confident. The training, the build-up, the camp... Nothing could have possibly gone better. better. And um, he, he had a game plan to go in there and try and take David into the later rounds. He had a game plan that we believed David would come out and try and take the fight to him and try and knock early. him out early. That didn't happen. Mm. Um, and actually, after two rounds, we weren't that disappointed with how things were going. We were with the fight, but not disappointed when David wasn't throwing punches no. for the first two. Uh, again, in hindsight now, it's very easy to go, well, if he would have just come out and thrown bombs. All he doesn't fight like that. No, of course not. You know, did he freeze? I'm not sure. I didn't feel as though he, he froze or I didn't feel as though he was going to freeze. What was disappointing for me was that how easily David broke Audley down. You know, he hit him clean with it, some good shots and he yeah. got up. But I think the golfing class was the difference on the night at the end of the day. Yeah. And of course, Audley should have thrown more punches. But he's a counter-puncher and he was trying to pick his right spot, something that's been been a problem to him all his career, his career and he didn't he didn't do it and you know he should have come out it should have been more forceful for the jab he should have maybe thrown a few left hands incidentally the first time he did throw, try and throw his left hand he got nailed by Hayes right mm. and that was what he was concerned about but as a fighter you can't be concerned about that kind of yeah. thing you know there comes a time where you've got to basically throw your shots and if you take one back well that's the way it is, that is the way you it know um, but essentially the golfing class was the, was the main problem and we always felt that Audley Harrison at his very best could compete 
with an average David Hay. And that's what we thought we were going to get, an average David Hay. And we got a very good David Hay, and we got a poor Audley Harrison. And, you know, I know there was a lot of people upset with the fight, and I'm one of them. You know, whether people care or not, there was no one more upset than Audley Harrison. He's got to live with it for the rest of his life. I've been telling people that. Yeah, um, but that's sport, you know, and and sometimes we get stinkers, and that was a stinker. There's no excuses. Um, Audley's got to live with that. I'm not sure he'll ever get over it. I'm not sure what he'll do now. He's going away and having a holiday with his family. But it hurts. It, it, it can't, you know, what the crowd was shouting when he walked out of the ring. Yeah. If that don't hit you hard, yeah. I don't think anything will. But sport is brutal. And there's no hiding place in the ring in front of 22,000 people. So you know what you're getting. You get paid well. Yeah. And you've got to live with the consequences. Because he had had a decent reception. But the way in he'd had a decent reception... On the night, he had a decent reception before the first belt. It wasn't unanimous booing, mm. as there had been the last time he fought at the MEN, where every time the little fat Brazilian Arias touched him, the place cheered, mm. you know, ironic cheers, mm. and booed every time Audley hit him. That, you know, there had been a shift, Ed. I think... There had, he was having a bit of a Eubank moment. Let's get it right. It was, and that was a... It's dis- all That was a disappointing thing, you know. And... Um, Audley is a great promoter, yeah. probably, and actually, he's probably the last of the big terrestrial names out there, which is another concern for boxing in terms of fighters coming through. The problem is Audley sells the fight so well and talks himself up so well that everybody ends up believing that he's got a great chance. Listen, he's a talented fighter, no doubt about that. Of course. That. I think that he has some strategy issues and sometimes he tries to think too much and overcomplicates things, but he sold the fight so well yeah. that... Everybody believed, and, and listen, no one more so than the camp believed how, what a great chance he had in this fight, and we all thought that. Um, but when you don't deliver after you've spoke like that, you are going to get crucified. Yeah, and now right. he's being crucified. And right or wrong, you know, I think, let's say he deserves it. If you're going to speak up like that, yeah. you're going to say what you're going to do, I'm going to fight him for three minutes, every, you know, every second, every minute of every round. And he didn't do that. So therefore, he's got to face the consequences. And the consequences are the backlash from the British public. And there's nothing worse than the backlash from the British public. But he's had it before. You know, like you said earlier, he must have skin like a rhinoceros. I mean, he's taken so much stick. But that's that's Audley Harrison, you know. He's a frustrating man to work with because we know he's got the talent. And you speak to any of these amateur, you know, Tony Burns or even Stevie Bell the other day, said he was phenomenal. Phenomenal as an amateur. Arrogance and... You know, but he hasn't delivered that as a pro and we finally felt that after all the journey we've been on his one chance this this was it and he blew it and he, he's got to live with it just to go back Jane 29th prize fighter the light heavyweights mm. correct yeah um, had one light heavyweights before Tony Oki won yeah. it a long time ago a lot of fun that was yeah it was Oki. and I think that now it's a situation where we've got all the light heavyweights in the country another hot division yeah. um, people will be looking at it now and saying do you know what Boxing is becoming tougher and tougher. There are fewer and fewer dates on television now. I'm going to have to take my chance. You know, talk about Tony Dodson coming up to light heavyweights for this. We're going to be approaching Tony Jeffries. You've got um, Tony Ballou and Overall McKenzie, a former winner, fighting on December the 11th. The loser of that will will want to crack at prize fighter. Absolutely right. Um, And again, it's a way to bypass the competition. You know, if you're, a, if you're a contender in a division and you're trying to get up the ladder, there is no quicker way to do it than prize fighter. And if you want to get a shot before every other man who's afraid to take a shot in prize fighter, then you've got to put it on the line, you've got to get in the ring, you've got to fight in prize fighter, win it, 
all of a sudden your profile's through the roof, the broadcasters want to know you are, and you are guaranteed a shot at the titles. Hey, thanks very much. in Manchester boxing took a bit of a kick in so we called up with the new head of boxing at Sky Sports Adam Smith before the action started at your call and asked him to draw some positives from the night and see where he hopes the sport will go under let's face it under his guidance in 2011 well the positives from the night was that it was a fantastic event uh, it was always going to be uh, an incredible drama because of the way that, that Audley and David um talk the talk and it captured the imagination and it went beyond the trade uh, hit the casual fans which uh, were some that knew Audley Harrison from years ago for the Olympics and many have cottoned on to David Hay and the, and the charisma that he brings into the ring so uh, it was a tremendous event the anticipation was phenomenal um, until the first bell and obviously it was a big big letdown what happened in the ring um, it was desperately disappointing uh, we put huge efforts into bringing out the big guns like Lennox Lewis and uh, Nigel Benn and Frank Bruno and Ricky Hatton and having Barry McGuigan in studio and all that, which was great. But ultimately, when that first bell went, it was, uh, it was a very flat atmosphere, two rounds of nothing, and then um, a very tame performance from Audrey Harrison, but obviously a great finish from David Hay. But, you know, we've had a real... Uh, a real knocking in the press. Um, these things happen in boxing. You do get bad nights occasionally, uh, and they make the good nights even better. The positives you can take out from it is that David Hay is still world heavyweight champion, and let's hope a Klitschko fight can be made sooner rather than later, because um, that's what the public want to see. That's certainly what we want to see. And uh, let's hope that um, Team, Har- uh, Team Hay and uh, Team Klitschko can sit down in the not-too-distant future. In ringside, we had Bert Bonte from Germany. We had Adam Booth in the studio. You know, we... We wanted to get the fans uh, involved so they could see what was happening negotiation-wise. It will be tough to make against either of the Klitschko's, but I think hey against Klitschko is the way forward, and that's what we've got to look forward to in 2011. This year we've had Mayweather-Mosley, we've had Pacquiao in a tremendous win over Antonio Margarito. Uh, on the worldwide stage we've had Hay in a great night against John Ruiz and obviously in a, in a, in a mixed night against Audrey Harrison. I think we've got to hope that next year, 2011, we see the big, big fights that the uh, world want to see. They are very difficult to make, but I'm convinced that Floyd Mayweather Manny Pacquiao will happen at some point. I think there's too much money on the table for it not to happen, and there's too much pressure on boxing for that not to happen with the development of UFC and, and, and other things. I think that Mayweather Pacquiao must happen, and I think that Hey Klitschko will happen. Uh, I'm not sure which one it will be, whether it will be Vladimir. If Vladimir beats uh, Derek Chisora, which, um, which should happen, I suppose, on December 11th, but, you know... For everybody in Britain, it will be incredible if an upset can uh, can manifest, and that will really throw, open the heavyweight division. Won't it if Chisora does that? But Vitali's still knocking around. Um, I'd like to see Hay fight both Klitschko's, maybe one in uh, in Britain and one in Germany. And I'd also like to see the Americans come back involved. You know, HBO don't want to get involved in uh, in heavyweight boxing until something like that happens. So we need Hay Klitschko more than anything, I think. But if we have Pacquiao Mayweather as well, um, because you know people are swaying, who's going to win that? That's the that's the big talk. Um, suddenly 2011 becomes a very exciting year but also we need big British fights to happen too you know we need DeGale Groves we need if DeGale beats Smith you know we need, we need these things we need um, we need to make really good matches now so that that we keep uh, the audiences fresh and, and keep them coming to us in the, in the new year let's hope that we can make um, you know some excellent dust ups on a domestic level and uh, 
you know, bring some razzmatazz back into the sport. So Adam Smith there, hoping to see how he can get it on with a Klitschko. I think he's going to fight both Klitschkos and wait for it. I think he's going to beat both Klitschkos. Also, he wants to see Floyd Mayweather against Manny Pacquiao. I'm not so convinced that's going to happen. Sorry to disappoint you out there. I'm not so convinced it's going to happen. So you're asking, what do you want to see, Bunsy? What have you enjoyed? What do you want to see? Well, I'll tell you what I want to see in 2011. I want to see about 20 good domestic fights that I've been pushing for for about a year. Since Satanta closed, I've been pushing for these fights to happen. I want to see Nathan Cleverly in a world title fight. I want to see Kell Brook in a world title fight. I want to see more and more prize fighters. I want to see the ultimate prize fighter, the Welter Belters. That's the big one that I want to see. Okay, let's not mess around. That's the one I want to see. And I want to see Hay against the Klitschko. And I think he will fight Vladimir Klitschko. Then I think he'll fight Vitaly. Klitschko. I want to see some peace in Aubrey Harrison's life. Trust me, I'm going to keep on harping on about him. I want to see a continuation of the most fantastic amateur boxing team that we've got at the moment. It's brilliant. We've got a squad of about 30 fighters, a couple of top women. We're going to win a lot of medals in 2012. This is going to be a big year for all those GB fighters. That's what I want to see. Going through the weights, there, there are dozens and dozens of fights out there. I want to see Matt Macklin against Darren Barker, or I see Matt Macklin against one of the Irish kids, Andy Lee, what about that as a fight, okay? I mean, there were just relentless, unlimited amounts of quality fights out there waiting to happen. Also, I want to see a few more promoters dealing with a few other promoters. Let's make these fights happen. I want to see an end to fat Latvians coming in and fighting our heavyweights. I want to see an end to fat lightweights coming over and falling over against our light middleweights, our middleweights and our super middleweights. Let's see some really good competitive fights. We get it in Price Fighter. Gary Sykes, Buckland, Choi, Matthews. Let's look at a year. Let's look at January, February, March, April, May and June. And let's say we can have at least each month two quality British title pairings. That is what Steve Bunce wants for 2011. That's it for another episode of the Prize Fighter podcast. I've been Steve Bunce. We'll be back in the new year to look forward to the Prize Fighter Live Heavyweights. That's on January the 29th. Until then, it's adios from me. Get fat at Christmas. Enjoy every second of it.